Welcome to the High Frequency Females podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in and as always thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind it means we all need to heal face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. Hello, all you High Frequency Females and Human Beings. If you haven't already noticed, I did have a month's reprieve in launching any new episodes. So thank you so much for all the kind and beautiful messages I did receive in that time. Some were for concern and worry because I essentially just disappeared from, you know, all of my social media. And, you know, to those that did send me messages, I will get back to you shortly. And I love and appreciate you all. So over the last month, I had my mum visit and then I caught the spicy cough COVID. Now, I have to say I was extremely lucky physically, but mentally it really took a toll, which, you know, took a little bit longer to heal because I couldn't be my upbeat self. But you know what? I am back. Also in that time, I lost my voice, which really prevented me from, you know, recording intros for those episodes I'd already recorded. And it also delayed some uh, scheduled recordings I already had with some uh, really, really amazing guests. And you know what? I really wanted to give everything I got um, to those episodes that I've already recorded and the guests to really honour them as well. But I also wanted to give my all to you, the listener, because, you know, you deserve the very best from me too. So now let's get on with today's episode. My guest today is... Oh my God, the real MVP in helping women cultivate beautiful relationships with their daughters and also empower women through their motherhood journey, Dr. Michelle Deering. Dr. Michelle Deering is a mother-daughter relationship personal trainer who believes that every mother-daughter should have a thriving living relationship. This refreshing approach has her a sought-after speaker, online educator and consultant. While Michelle is also a licensed psychologist in North Carolina and New Jersey in in the United States, but she's also a nationally recognised board-certified sports psychologist. She has served as Fortune's 500 corporate trainer, business schools and missions officer, higher education professional. Nowadays, you'll find her speaking at conferences, training for her next Reebok Spartan Sprint Race. Now, if you're in Australia, look that up because that is a real warrior race. Amazing. Dr. Deering is also practicing her rudiments on her drum kit, all while coaching, serving clients and recording her hit podcast, Mother Daughter Connections. So, enjoy. 
Hello, all of you high-frequency females and human beings. Welcome, Dr. Michelle Deering. So, Dr. Deering, how are you today? I am doing great. I'm so excited to be here with you and your listeners. Yeah, I'm so excited for to tap into your knowledge and your experience as not only a doctor but a mother and your amazing podcast. Do you want to tell my listeners about your incredible podcast that I've just binged? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my podcast is called Mother Daughter Connections. Um, I am by profession, a licensed uh, psychologist and a board-certified sports psychologist. But I, what my heart is really for moms who have daughters. And so I am a mother-daughter relationship personal trainer. And my podcast is all about giving uh, moms education, encouragement, and equipping them to uh, have tools and strategies uh, so that they can actually connect intentionally with their daughters so as to create uh, meaningful communications with their daughters. And that's my whole goal. Uh, It started out as a a podcast where moms could just have a nice, quiet, safe space with me, just encouraging them along the way, sharing thoughts about uh, things regarding the motherhood journey of being a mom of daughters. I have twin daughters. And and then I'll have guests on uh, periodically who I just want to get to know them, have you get to know them and hear about their journey. Uh, And actually this month, since it is the month of June, about to be July, I also include dads because I believe dads are an important part of the equation uh, too. And they need to have a voice, especially if they support the wonderful women in their lives. Amazing. And for all of you listeners that aren't in the States, I'm pretty sure it was Father's Day over there. Is that that why yes. you're including the dads? Yes, exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah, because our Father's Day is in mm-hmm. September. So I thought <laughs> Oh, it's in September. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. So, okay. I didn't I didn't realize that. You're a bit special <laughs> down under down here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the month of September because that means autumn is on the way and I just love that time of year. Yeah, and so. for us it's spring, so it's it's time to celebrate the winter is over. <laughs> Right. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. So what I'd love to ask is, you know, how important and what impact does a mother have on shaping the human being they're creating in a daughter? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the relationship between a mom and a daughter really starts at, at least I believe, at conception. But it's, it's, it's that holding space that we have with our daughters where they, we as their moms are the first person that they encounter in general, the first person that they encounter who then becomes their uh, role model for how the world uh, responds to them because you are their first quote unquote other outside of all the neurological stuff and biological stuff that's going on and squirming around in that, in that little body when she comes out. Right. Um, and then over the course of her life, as she grows through her elementary years, sorry, her toddler years, her elementary years, her tween years, teen years, twenties and beyond, there are different ways in which that interaction gets, um, 
get, uh, goes through transitions and the way in which a mom navigates those transitions that her daughter undergoes really becomes sort of like a template for how she then relates to others in the world, relates to herself in the world, uh, relates to the things that she has in front of her as tasks to do. So, you know, it, it, I firmly believe that that relationship is foundational for a person's future success, whether it's personally, parentally, or professionally. Yeah, and that's just amazing how is that connection of even being in that womb. And I know I was listening to one of your podcasts and episodes and it was about how you had all of the books around you all the time and, you know, how important is that to start that connection at that stage, like reading when it's... Yeah, uh, you know, that was... I actually want to credit my mom, who's she's no longer around, but she, you know... That's, there's a whole history of that that relationship, which is in my book, What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters. But um, even though she didn't have much, one of the things that I remember was that she always read to me. Mm-hmm. And when we had our daughters, for me, it was it was really important for the environment that we, my husband and I, were cultivating at home. It was really important for us to communicate to them that life is about discovery and learning that learning is fun. And so for us, I just, I became like this, this, uh, (laughs) I was always on a mission every Saturday to go find the the nearest yard sale and buy up all the children's books from all sorts of genres, not just children's books, but I would get them advanced books, uh, you know, novels, you know, and I would sit there and just, read to them and they uh my my husband is is an avid reader also so they just would see that that's what we did at home we read yeah because I know that made a huge impact in my life my mom used to we used to go into my brother's bunk bed and read goosebump Uh novels the three of us like my mom (laughs) my brother and I and we would read it and it was just even though it wasn't so much about the book, it was that experience and that connection and mm-hmm. something that we had with mum that no one else had that part of her. Um, yeah. So it's it's quite beautiful. And for you to do that is just, I thought it was amazing, especially the reference to uh, Disney and it was uh, Beauty and the Beast where she had books everywhere. I could yes. really visualise <laughs> that. I was like, yes, I get that. <laughs> You know, it's funny because even though our daughters now are 21, they they will often talk about their fond memories of the place to hang out was at the library. The library was the coolest place. And even when COVID came around and they were in college, it was sort of like, okay, they had to stay home for a bit. And so for them, it was sort of like, man, we can't even go to the library <laughs> just to hang out as 20 something. Yeah. They just love the library. Yeah. So... I have another question. So there, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of listeners that are new mums or have really young daughters. How do you yes. start that open and positive connection and communication to help improve long-term to their teenage years? How do you get that foundation right? Well, first off, I, I, I'm glad you asked that question. And I, I, I want to preface my response by saying that um, – when you said to get it right, the 
we as moms tend to, and just women in general, we're bombarded with this, all these, it's one of my pet peeves, these images of what the quote unquote perfect mom is or what the good, there is no good enough mom. Let me just dispel the myth. There's just is mom. So you are what you are. Your daughter is meant to have you as her mom. And so if you can kind of keep that as the, as the base of what I'm about to say, which is in terms of cultivating that relationship, it's really, if you can find a way to, especially if you're a new mom, uh, there are going to be many people who are going to tell you what it is that you should or should not be doing. You ultimately need to realize that you have, you have an awesome, powerful role and that even in your imperfection, there, those points of disconnect or quote unquote getting it wrong are actually opportunities for you to connect differently with your, with your daughter and model for her how to deal with life's ups and downs when we miss it. So I want to say that as the backdrop. Mm-hmm. If you're a new mom and you got a toddler, really it's about reflecting uh, back to her what it is that's going on or what it is you think is going on. Um, that cannot be underestimated. I can tell you that having worked at a Division One college in a college counseling center, when students, young adults would come to me and I'd listen to their stories and gather background information, how often the young ladies would tell me how much they wish their mom would listen to them mm-hmm. because they don't feel heard, they don't feel seen, and they don't feel understood. So if, if, as, if you're a new mom with your, your toddler or, or infant daughter, the thing that you really need to just focus on is how can I make sure that I've seen her and communicated that I've seen her. How can I hear her and hear her heart and communicate that I've heard her? And how can I then convey to her that I'm understanding where she's coming from? And that takes a, a mode of empathy uh, that we need to develop as, as, as moms. Uh, I'll say as women, we have this natural tendency towards being empathic, but you know, life gets to us. Yes. And it's so easy for us to fall into a rhythm and a pattern where we're just putting one foot in front of the other or dilating it in or keeping the steamroll going because we have to. You know, we're pulled in so many directions. And so, uh, you know, just trying to attend to seeing, hearing and understanding. Your body. Yeah, that's so powerful. I've I've learned so much in just in that in that little <laughs> little um bubble of wisdom there and I just love that you said that there's no right way and I think there is such a pressure on women to be this perfect mum and to be normal mm. and I myself not a mum at all but I have and I'm not a judgment person I don't care how you raise your daughter I don't care how as long as they're mm-hmm. happy and fed but my friends that do have daughters I just see them and children in general so much pressure Mm -hmm. that society has put on them and you know the expectations they put on themselves as well do you notice that a lot with you know your clients and people that you talk with about that pressure and how do you overcome that too 
Uh, well, that's a process. That's, that's the kind of stuff I work on as a mother-daughter yeah, relationship a personal m- trainer with my clients. Yeah. That is a bulk of the work. A lot of times folks will come to me and I get phone calls all the time where people are like, my daughter's doing X. Yeah. <laughs> can you help me? Can you help fix her? <laughs> and I'm sort of like, sure. And then within like maybe five minutes of meeting with me, then yeah. he'll realize, oh, it's really not about her. <laughs> it's about, it's about, because as moms, we're daughters first. Yeah. And I think we lose sight of that. And it, it, it saddens me how um, we buy into this lie mm-hmm. about what, you know, it means to be a mom or what motherhood's supposed to look like or what, you know, um, you know, how we're supposed to just be. I mean, everyone's got a different background. I don't want to say something that's going to be general because yeah. uh, everyone's got a personal story. And, you know, for me, our daughters came at a time where I was in my doctoral program. I was, you know, uh, in the process of getting licensed and, and, you know, going through all of that postdoc stuff. And even though during their early years, like how we were reading and, and we had that cuddle time and things of that nature, you know, all the things that I didn't get to have the way I felt I needed for my mom. I was trying to provide for my daughters, but then life got into things and I lost, I got off track and had a wake up call and was sort of like, whoa, I really need to, my daughter has communicated something to me now that has caused me to pause and really reevaluate what am I doing and why am I doing it? So that's what, you know, prompted this whole thing because it's very easy to unintentionally do things that we don't realize are just things that have behaviorally been taught to us by osmosis, by things that we've been told by, as you said, outside things that have been conveyed to us that are lies. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and being that you've got two you know, twin daughters and Mm -hmm. I've got friends that are twins uh, and then also my friends that have had twins and then my nana's a twin. Does that make (laughs) it like, I know on your podcast you call it mums, which is mum of multiples, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you are, um, you know, a mum of two, how did you get that balance between um, being a mother to both children and newborns very quickly? Mm, yeah, uh, you have to, well, well, one thing that I'll say to that is the term mothers of multiples is not my term. That's, there's a, a national organization here in the United States called mothers of multiples. Uh, so I just want to give them a shout out. Um, <laughs> but in terms of, in terms of, um, there, within that realm, there's this prevailing assumption that, um, oh, well, if they're identical or there's this twins, they're going to be the same. You have to dress them the same. And that helps. My whole thing is every individual is as unique as a snowflake, Mm -hmm. as our thumbprint, as our iris. And so I went into motherhood of twins as with the mindset of they are both individuals that have this awesome distinct union with each other mm-hmm. <laughs> because they came out at the same time. They're a minute apart and they have no problem reminding each other yeah. who came out first. But um, treating them as individuals is is so key and 
I've been very intentional throughout their 21 years to not compare them. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a decision I made, um, and it is borne out where they actually see they don't compete with each other. Mm-hmm. They, you know, support each other. They cheer each other on. Um, they also let each other quote unquote fall, especially one likes to give advice and the other one may or may not listen. And then it's sort of like, yeah, but I'm there to catch you, you know? So there, I think that that's all part and parcel of the fact that, um, we just purpose to not dress them alike and, uh, not compare them. Yeah. yeah. And, and even if, and, and even if a person, even if a mom doesn't have twins, there's, there can sometimes be a tendency for parents to, compare their kids with each other and I have found just being on the other side of say the couch Mm -hmm. okay because that is part of my other Mm -hmm. (laughs) hat that I wear um it it does not help matters yeah and it because it tears away at their sense of self at their sense of well-being and anything that you might start trying to build on top of that you really have to do a lot of repair uh underneath that and what are sort of like with your clients and the people you speak to on your podcast, mm-hmm. what are those sort of trends that you see that common sort of um, concern mothers are having, especially, you know, being able to raise women to be yeah. the best versions of themselves? Yeah, moms are, I think every mom, every well-intentioned mom really wants their daughter to be happy. Yeah. And to find something that's going to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that time and time again, that's what I hear moms telling me. The things I hear that moms worry about, uh, if they have, you know, young daughters, they're constantly talking to me about um, their fear of the tween teen years, um, which one of my. It's like, I think it's the biggest lie out there that the teen tween years for daughters has to be this tumultuous, horrific thing and that she's going to be like something on the opposite side of, of sanity. I, I believe that that doesn't have to be the case. Yeah. Um, and that if, if moms buy into that lie, what ends up happening is that they, have, they will project onto their daughter that fear and so anything that their daughter does their mom will be seeing it through the lens of terror Mm -hmm. um and what do we do when we are frightened it's an automatic response you either flee you either fight or you freeze and that comes out in different ways and so uh one of my underlying goals in the work that i do is to help moms navigate the years earlier on Mm -hmm. and if they're in the midst of it navigate and and fix things Mm -hmm. so that they can have a less tumultuous time if they're in some tumult and then in the in the 20 something years help them understand what their daughters are actually encountering yeah nice Mm -hmm. and so if someone is going through that phase at the moment and you know there's a little bit of that disconnect between that mother-daughter relationship how do you start mm-hmm. to rebuild those that open line of communication and safe environment for your daughter? Yeah, um, I mean that was one of the reasons why I wrote 
my book, What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters, because it's really a conversational book as if you and I sat down at Starbucks and we're just yapping. And, um, and what I do in that book is I actually guide moms through how they start the process of um, looking at what has brought them to the place where they are right now with their daughters. Uh, and I hear feedback time and time again where folks are like, well, I hadn't thought of that. Or they'll say, I tried that and it worked, <laughs> you know. Um, um, but and, and, and then I go into more details if someone's working with me one on one in consultation or if they're taking any of my online courses. Uh, I go into some stuff in detail. Like one of the courses I have is uh, Get uh, get Your Daughter Talking Now. Yeah. So if you go to getyourdaughtertalkingnow.com, that whole curriculum just takes you through some 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 developmental things that your daughter needs at the different stages mm-hmm. so that if you're in the tumult right now, it'll cause you to, and anyone who hangs around me long enough will hear me say this ad nauseum, it causes you to pause mm-hmm. to consider the body of your behavior Mm-hmm. in that moment and I fill in the gaps <laughs> where uh, your understanding might not yeah. know exactly what's going on with her. Yeah that's yeah amazing because I think sometimes you forget to pause you really do and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people I know for myself um, you know you can react and then you you know reflect and you're like oh I should have paused I should have waited and really assessed how I was feeling in that situation as well I know in my relationship I have with my mum she's actually on holidays here and in my spare bedroom (laughs) oh (laughs) hi mom she's she's asleep right now because it's quite early but uh, I'll I'll wake her up (laughs) um but you know in those teen years it was I Mm -hmm. I know I felt that you know, disconnect myself and I didn't feel heard. But then it was like we were coming, our communication styles were very, very different. And I think Mm -hmm. thinking back, I was just a hormonal teen that just was very (laughs) demanding. Um, Uh uh And then my mum is also like a very powerful woman as well. So it was like that buttheads of... We're both right, but now our relationship now is very different because Mm -hmm. I think I know for as a daughter I've learnt to respect, you know, my mum's wisdom and how she speaks. And for myself, it 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 took me to move away to a different city to really one miss my mum and to Mm -hmm. sort of find that relationship as an adult rather than being in the same household. I need, you know, when you just need to live a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, and I, I had the same kind of thing happen with me and my mom when yeah. I turned 25 and all the light bulbs went on and I was like, Oh, I need to call my mom, tell her you were right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is my whole thing is, and I it really, is just something that I'm like really, really desire for moms is, I want moms to have that that thing that they all desire, because this is the other thing moms tell me, I just want to be close to my daughter, mm-hmm. which is why they fear, they bought into the fear of those teen years. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is, you can have that during that time. And, and how do I say it? It does, because it's, if you, if you, if you, 
if you buy into the fact, it, it buy into the, the lie that, okay, she'll understand when she's a mom or when she's an adult, look at all the years that you will have missed yeah. in being able to bond with your daughter the way you really desire to. And so my whole thing is, that's why I wrote the book. It was sort of like, I want you to have this now because yeah. you can have it now. And, you know, for me and my journey with my daughters, you know, stuff happened when they were just on the verge of their tween years. It took me three years to kind of just work through some things and repair things that I had unintentionally done. And so our tween teen years, like ended up like the teen years, especially uh, were just wonderful. So I'm, you know, I'm like, it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> it can be done. Yeah. 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 And being a mum yourself, what, like, I know there's that mum guilt. A lot of people have mum guilt about mm, yeah, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, do you see a lot of people that have that guilt, you know, oh, being yeah. able to do stuff for themselves? And, you know, what is your best advice of, how do they overcome that? You know, why why do we feel that way? Essentially, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a that's a compl- that's a complicated <laughs> that's a that's a complex web. Um, but I'll I'll what I will say is that um, there are ways in which remember I think I said at the outset somewhere at the outset of our time today that we're first daughters. Yes. Okay, even as not we start off as daughters, and so the ways in which we, if we have not paused to consider the body's behavior of what we're doing in the moment and understand, not point fingers and lay blame, but understand what has brought you to this place right now, then you'll be able to identify where, where you have not been um, seen properly, the way that you need, where you have not been um, understood and what has not been communicated to you that you needed. And when, you, when we don't address those things, then we, over, then we tend to overcompensate mm-hmm. to make up for the pain or to assuage the pain or numb it mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, and when we do that, stuff just gets buried and it comes out in the other way, like a balloon blown up. And then you <laughs> squeeze one side, and then stuff comes out. Yeah, comes out the other side. Um, so I think you know the the guilt thing, and in the work that I do as a mother daughter relationship personal trainer, because I'm also board certified as a sports psychologist. I I believe the mindset has a lot to do with it, and so I work with moms on on that uh, from that perspective. Perfect. Now. Yeah. I appreciate you so much for coming on today, but what would you love? What would be your final thing that you just want mums to know, like that you is you're passionate about and what you just want to share with the world? Uh, I if there, if you forget anything that we've talked about today, what I really really desire for you to know is that you are enough, and your daughter was meant to have exactly you as her mom and she needs that yes oh that just made my heart heart so warm so warm oh special sorry (laughs) i just need a moment (laughs) i hear you i hear you now 
where can we find your book? Is it? Um, I know I've got it's so everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. So Amazon, it's, yeah, yeah. If you, uh, yeah, it's on all platforms. It's it's available in uh, audiobook form through Audible. I actually do the readings myself, and Beautiful. I do the sound effects and the whole bit. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I really I really had fun doing that, uh, and. Um, and then, so there's my book, then there's, uh, in terms of like, if you're in the throes of things right now with your daughter, uh, I have a, a free PDF called the quick guide to less arguments and you can get that. Uh, it's a bitly link, B I T dot L Y backslash less arguments. And even if you're not having arguments, I really, uh, recommend that you download that PDF because the principles that are in there are going to help you continue to build a strong foundation with your daughter. Uh, and as a result of downloading that, then you become part of my email community. And I really do interact with folks who are part of my in- email community. You know, I send out emails just with thoughts, tips and things of that nature. And, you know, people write me all the time and it's me who responds. <laughs> I respond <laughs> nice. to every email. Uh, yeah, so that's that's how they can uh, connect with me. In addition to you know subscribing to my podcast and and reaching out that way. Amazing. So I'll put all your details in our show notes, so all your listeners can get easy access to all of that. And I actually, uh, being that I'm not a mother, but I want to download uh, your Audible book because I want to hear the sound effects now. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And, you know, I, and, and now that you, I, can I just say one last yeah, thing too? Because you say, even though you're not a mom, I believe that there are, that even those who are not moms are, can be moms, mom figures to, and important female figures to the young ladies around them. Because moms can't do it alone. We are part of a, the larger female community and we need each other on this journey. So, I'm so glad that you're doing your podcast because you're endeavoring to have, you know, women raise their frequency, which means, you know, at least I understand it to be, hey, you know, you really need to know where you're vibrating and get in sync with those who are vibrating along because that's going to get you connected with people um, and and you living your best as you're intended to live here. So I'm just you know, you, you go do the mom figure thing. Yes, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It's very important. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. And I just wish you so much love, light and happiness for everything you do. You do. And what you do is so important in this world and you add so much value to the women in this world. Thank you so much, Tiana. I'm so glad to be connected with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 